Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Welcome to the shift with Des and Katie. Two generations, two points of view coming at you. It's the shift. Stand by. All right. Well, welcome back to the shift. Katie's here and Erica. How do you pronounce your second name, Erica? Spara, like spare tire. Katie. Tell us a bit about Erica there. Erica is a, a very funny New York City comedian. We've known each other for, what, five years? Yeah, pretty much since I think, I think so. we both started around the same time when you moved here. Yeah, yeah. Um, and she has a great podcast called Shooters Gotta Shoot. Is that right? Yep, nailed it. <laughs> shooters, uh, shooters, shooters Gotta Shoot? Yeah, so the premise is basically we're women that will like DM first. Like we shoot shots. Uh, we don't wait for uh, men to necessarily come to us. Because we have done that and it never works. <laughs> so. That's right. And uh, in, in, in the rapidly changing dynamics between genders, I feel like that's a good place to uh, go on the offensive. Oh, yeah, for sure. Like, I hate the dating advice that's always like, just wait, it'll happen. I'm like, then nothing happens. <laughs> so. so, I mean, I'm sure you guys have chatted about it in the past, but in general, do you find that you deal with a lot of people making preconceived notions of you going first, like uh, that it's like shows of desperate, like do you find people have negative associations with the woman making the move? No. Cause I think most guys just want to know that you're interested. So even like making the first move doesn't have to be this big, bold thing. It's just like, we call it opening the door. Like you find a way to open the door and it's almost like, Hey, if you were to ask me out, I would say yes type of thing. And I think yeah, I mean, it's fine. a huge relief for guys because the expectation is on the guy to open the door. And actually, it's quite stressful to open the door. So, right. I mean, <laughs> I've made like big moves in my life in the past that are that have failed miserably and are embarrassing. So it's like I've, we've kind of learned from those past experience of almost like tone it down and just go very simple. So it's like it could even just be, you know, the classic like you catch eyes with someone in the bar and you smile at them is like showing a little interest. Yeah. I mean, that's like you're picking up like, oh, she smiled. Like now it's your time to go over. But in general, it's still expected that the guy's making the move. Like you're basically going, you're giving off that body language of like, hey, yeah, like, yes, you did. You're correct. You've caught my eyes and I'm interested, but it's still up to the guy to come over. Yes and no, I guess. I mean, it's not that it doesn't work the other way around, Um, but women in general are less likely to like yeah physically go over and do something go over, but right? my yeah. theory is women are technically always making the first move because no guys are going in fully blind you think so like what but i don't you think... think of a time you had like no signal no nothing and you just were like i'm gonna go talk to that girl over there 
Uh, you know, it's been so long since I hit on somebody in a public space. My problem is, go ahead. I, sm- I smile at everybody when they look at me, so then they come over and I'm like, "Oh no, I'm just friendly. I'm so sorry." Like, <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, that's hard with the body language thing. I get that. I get guys mixing that up all the time. So, but I, just I wish not I, smile I wish I had my neighbor here. You know, we're, we're all we're all locked down out here. And one of my neighbors, a, a guy in his early 20s, I've known him since he's born, actually. His parents were, like, older than me, but also, like, my best friends. And um, he's very into just going up and talking to women in bars. Like, his thing is just, like, I just decide if I see some girls, I want to talk to them. I'm just going to go over and just start up a conversation. Not, like, in a... Because he's, he's the least, uh, like, uh, leery guy. He's actually, like, the nicest guy. But he just figures, I'm just going to go over and talk. He's not even thinking, like, I'm going to hit on these girls. It's just, like, I see some nice-looking girls. I want to chat to them. I'm just going to go over and chat. So, I actually, I wish he was here. Because he, he's very much still doing it, like, I consider to be, like, a 90s way of hitting on people. Which is, like, see some attractive people in a bar. And I'm just going to strike up a conversation, see what happens. Because I feel like there's less of that happening these days. Well, what's weird, right? Yeah, I know. Oh, oh, no, you go ahead, Erica. I was going to say, in the pandemic, um, I've actually been talked to in public more than I've ever been in the past. <laughs> and I think part of it is, like, the bars aren't fully open, so it's, like, these little groups congregating. Or even, like, um, I ended up meeting someone, like, in line for the bar while I was waiting to go get a drink. Um, but it's because it's, like, the opportunities to meet people now in real life seem very limited. So I don't know if it's almost, like, people have more drive just because it's like well i'm out right now or like i'm at this little bar outside and like unless i talk to these people who knows you know but it's it's so sad that basically i've been in new york for almost seven years and all my times being out in a bar i've like rarely ever been approached but now in the pandemic being outside men will come over and talk to me do, do, do you think that's partially because we're all experiencing something at the same time so it's very easy to just connect with people just be like, hey, we're fucking, we're going through this, eh? Do you think, guess, do you yeah. think that takes away some of the stress of like talking to somebody? Um, I don't think so much it's the stress. I think it's more people are just lonelier in a way. Yeah. And also we, there's, you either have more free time right now or you have less free time right now. But I just, I, I feel like people sitting there, if you don't like online dating, you're basically like, how am I going to meet someone? And it's like, well, now you have to talk to people when you're out. <laughs> Yeah. Well, I had a guy cycle by me and I was like wearing my mask and then he pulled up and he was like, hey, you're beautiful. Can I have your phone number? And I was like, you can only see half of my face. (laughs) Well, you know. Well, that's a debate, right? If someone's wearing a mask, you can't see their face. Would you give would you give them your number? So did you? Well, no, but I I was just kind of like, um, kind of scared because <laughs> I was taken off taken off uh, so I was like oh, I'm married <laughs> yeah but also you know random dude on a bike it's a bit much yeah I also was robbed by a guy on a bike so I was like still trying to be like is this guy trying to rob me oh, <laughs> it's like traumatized but yeah you, you, you were triggered but anyway just back to just back to this concept of 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 a woman uh, making them sorry like so you, you were originally talking about like in the dms so do you feel like in the DMs, women are more likely to actually sort of make a move? Hmm, I don't know if you're necessarily more likely. I think people in general. I mean, it's safer though, isn't it? It's safer. I guess, like, not, yeah. Uh, well, especially because someone could just ignore your message. So like, 
you almost aren't really getting rejected directly if they just ignore it. Yeah. So, but like even the advice I'd give to someone like talking in person is pretty much the same as the advice I'd give in a DM. Like how your friend is like, yeah, you just talk to people. Cause like just saying hello and like seeing how someone reacts or if they want to continue a conversation with you is basically testing like, oh, they think I'm attractive. They want to keep talking to me on some level, you know? Like we always stress trying to come up with something really creative and it's like, no, a lot of times you could just kind of be like, hey, like, how are you? Or just like, hey, you know, in a bar, I guess more, maybe I would be like, hey, I'm Erica. Like, what's your name? Like, I've never used a line, you know, like, oh, come here often. <laughs> I know, but my male, my male perception of this whole scenario is that it's just easier for a girl. Like, I always feel like most guys are going to be like, awesome. Some girl is hitting on me. They're going to, they're going to like just be delighted. Whereas my male perception is that like often a women are going to be like, who is this fucking pest? <laughs> okay. Well maybe but a this is reaction perception. isn't that we're a pest, but I'm living proof that you can hit on men and be completely denied. And they're not just <laughs> right. that you're there. Um, cause I guess to your point, so what's a male, what's a male. Cause I mean, obviously I've ha- I have a, a lifetime of experience of sort of like indifferent women in that scenario, but I have no experience with what's it like to be sort of, uh, you don't have any women in your you know, DMs? Is this what you're telling me? There's not one woman DMing Des Bishop. Well, sorry, I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm, I was stepping off the DMs there for a sec. I was actually jumping back into like physical rejection. What, what I'm, I'm curious how a man in the I'm a, a woman walking up to a man and being like, "Hi, I'm Erica." What's the kind of like brush off? Because I mean, even in film, right? Because obviously, film is just full of sort of one way traffic often in terms of like. You know, it's like 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 the male viewpoint. So like even in films, it's like the guy goes up and the girls are just like, whatever. You know, like you can almost see that image straight away. Whereas seeing the the male rejection, I don't even have an image in my head of what that looks like. I think first they're just shocked that a woman initiated, especially if it's like initiating literal conversation. Um, yes. And I mean, I think that's something that's like you just you just feel the vibe. I've had a guy just kind of be like, Oh, hey, like, and they basically will just talk to you for like, I don't know, 10, 15 seconds. And it's like, they'll find a reason to either like literally leave and walk away or just end the combo of like, all right, well, have a good night. And just like, just turn around. <laughs> yeah. But you walk away. Do you think you have a better gauge of, uh, of the walk away than some guys that actually end up being a bit pesty? Like, I can't get rid of this guy kind of a thing. I, well, I'm confused with the question. Do you mean like, I'm sorry, I mean her- like. I'm better at telling like, like when- this guy's not into me and I'm not going to push it. Yes. Yeah. Women, women are way more in tune with that because we're used to being the opposite. Yeah. So you're aware of the, 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 the annoying behavior. So you're pretty confident to not be that on the other side. Yeah. Which is why it's yes. like the best thing is something very little. Like my good friend, her move is she'll be near the, she'll see a guy like near the bar. She'll go near the bar and she'll ask him to hand her a napkin. To be like, oh, excuse me, can you have a napkin? And but she basically was like, I just broke the barrier, and if he is interested, he'll probably say something to me extra. And if he's not, yeah. he'll hand another napkin. Like, here you go, and you're like, oh, thank you. And then like, that's it. That's yeah. so funny. Well, I've also what? found though as well that like, guy, like a guy, will you could go up and talk to him for a while, and he'll be like friendly and chatty, and then maybe after an hour, he'll be like, oh, me and my girlfriend are going away this week, and you're like, what the fuck? Yeah. So I, <laughs> I do find like that girls will be quicker. Like it'll be like sentence two to be like, oh, I have a boyfriend, whereas guys will just chat away, kind of be like, oh, this friendly person. Yeah, yeah girls like, are almost too. Quick. Well, that was an hour of my night. <laughs> it's like yeah. mean. The guy's like, hey, uh, you know, I'm Will, and they're like, I have a boyfriend. 
<laughs> <laughs> do you? Well, yeah, they're being safe, right? But uh, does your friend have any great? Uh, do you, did she ever throw back any great responses in terms of the things that she's heard? It's like, hey, can I have a napkin? And then the guy responds with whatever. Like in terms of that it worked or a negative? Guy's witty responses. <laughs> I mean, I'm here to you know, tell if you, the guy, guys are not that if the guy wants If the guy wants to keep it going, I'm just curious like what the guy says. He's like, I got some napkins at home and <laughs> I don't want to use them anymore. <laughs> I need a girl. Yeah. I mean, I feel like in general then it's just like very easy conversation. Like I feel like, especially at a bar, if you have a mixed drink, it's very easy to just be like, oh, what are you drinking? Type of thing. Or even oh, like God. the bar is super crowded. That's why she's asking him to grab a napkin and he's just like, man, it's packed in here tonight. And you're like, yeah, it's crazy. And, you know, and especially if it's like, oh, he's like, yeah, I, I haven't been to this bar before. Like I have. Like, I feel like there's so many little opportunities to just start mm-hmm. a combo, you know. And then three years later, you're doing a TikTok of the story of your relationship. <laughs> like, yeah. The, yeah. My, I had a similar one. It's really embarrassing. But uh, I would go up to guys and be like, oh, have we met before. And then they'd be like, oh, no. And I'm like, oh, my God, you look so familiar. <laughs> and then that's how we would I've start. this one. Well, th- this is also why they tell you you, sh- you actually go out by yourself. Like um, one of the books we read on our podcast said you should go out by yourself. And then it also said to bring a book that was a place you wanted to travel to, like about that place and just sit at the bar reading that book. Oh, that'd be really sad, though, if no one ever, you're three hours later, you've read the whole book and no one's yeah, talked no one to you. To you. <laughs> yeah, that's a risk. <laughs> I'd, be, I'd be writing a bad review on that book. <laughs> right. But even if you're not reading it, like, I guess having it out, that's like, yeah. it's an open door of it gives someone something to talk to you about. Like, oh, Spain. You plan a trip to Spain? Or like, oh, have you ever been? Et cetera, et cetera. Wow, that is good advice for So you have uh, to get like a like a rough guide to Spain type thing? <laughs> no, I'm just Spain for of, dummies. I feel like you're asking me like examples of how to shoot a shot or like how to open. No, the no, door. it's good. It's it's, um, it's really it's really interesting. It's to really be honest, good. all your all your examples are taking me back to the nineties because like I, know, yeah. I traveled I traveled in the 90s, the early noughties with travel books before the internet, before like roaming on your phone, no no, no Google Maps, like I did all that. So you brought yeah. me right back to looking through my lonely planet, looking through my lonely planet being like, oh, this is one of the good hostels. Well, I was going to say, have it you is- ever pulled like asking for directions, but you actually know where you're going? Uh, again, like I said, I, 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 I've been, it's been a long time since I had to pull any of these, uh, any of these moves, but- I get. I mean, asking. You're for just directions. like, look at my YouTube. Like honestly, I feel like I feel like anyone who asks for directions nowadays, like it's like a bad move because it's like you don't like. I clearly see your phone is in your hand. What the fuck are you doing asking me for directions? That's what I'm saying. That's that's a line that has disappeared now that we all have the internet in our pocket. Yeah. You can figure it out. Yeah, we fucking that's lost so it. True. Yeah, I guess unless you're super old, I'd be like, yeah, of course, this person's not on Google Maps. <laughs> <laughs> can I, I've can I share added, with you this is um, I was just gonna say in New York I've had people because even with Google Maps they'll be confused which way is which avenue so that's like something that someone will be like hey is 7th Avenue this way or that way like something like that I guess is like reasonable to ask but sorry yeah that's fair enough because New York can be confusing you know like with the numbers and stuff but can I can I just tell you a quick story, which is completely off topic, except that it's related to Google Maps, but it's nothing to do with dating, but it's a very Irish, this is a very Irish moment, okay? okay? I was like, it's your Yesterday, podcast, you could tell the story. <laughs> no, I know, yeah, but it's just, you've reminded me of this, and now I just want to tell it really quick, okay? But this, Erica, this will give you an insight into Ireland and how small it is. Okay. So... Yesterday or two days ago, I was walking to the beach. I'm I'm now in the West Hampton Dunes, like the western end of Dune Road. It's very out of the way. 
Like you really have to screw up to be here unless you're trying to be here, right? So this car pulls up and he says, excuse me, can you tell me how to get to Bayshore? Now, if you don't know Long Island, this guy has come from Queens and Bayshore was like an hour ago. So he's gone essentially because he's got an hour past on the LIE, plus he's come back uh, along Dune Road. So he's like an hour and a half off where he needs to be. So I'm like, Bayshore? I said, man, you, you're, you're like way off. And he says, well, I'm trying to get to Fire Island. I put Fire Island into my GPS and it took me here. I was like, oh, yeah, man. I said, you really missed it. like." And uh, so I'm, I, I take his phone because he's like a 60-year-old Irish guy. I take his phone and uh, I put in, you know, the Bayshore, Fire Island Ferry, and it's like 54 minutes back to where he needs to get. And uh, so um, in the end, it's all sorted out. And I said, what part of Ireland are you from? He said, Galway. I said, which town? He said, which town? Dunmore. And then uh, I said, you know, because I've lived in Ireland half my life. He said, did you where? I said, Dublin, blah, blah, blah. Anyway, so right at the end, I said, listen, I said, if you have any cousins back in Ireland still, tell them that Des Bishop gave you directions to how to get to Bayshore. And he goes, Des Bishop, the comedian. I said, yeah. He says, you're not fucking Des Bishop. I said, I said, I am Des Bishop. So now I'm thinking he's excited because I'm Des Bishop because I'm the Irish comedian. And he goes, you grew up next door to my cousin, Bridget Nozzle. <laughs> <laughs> my next door neighbor in Queens. Oh my God. Oh, really? Cousin. In Queens? She, she, yeah, she's dead now. She's dead now, but she was the loveliest woman, Bridget Nozzle. I said, oh my God, you're Bridget Nozzle's cousin. I mean, she was the loveliest woman. And he was like, yeah, but her son, Marty, is a fucking asshole. And I said, you know, I fucking hate that guy. I said, I, 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 like, so this random direction thing, we're talking about like Marty Nozzle threw a brick through a window when I was like 10 years old. Like he is the biggest dick. Anyway. That's a very Irish, the very Irish moment in terms of asking for directions. Anyway, back to our scheduled programming there. I was like, also in terms of honesty, that's my favorite thing about you guys. You're just like, yeah, no, I fucking hate that guy. I'm like, good. <laughs> oh, I know. Well, actually, as I'm saying it now, I hope he doesn't listen to the podcast, but I, I'm pretty sure that he doesn't. And if he does, at least now he knows because he's a fucking pain in the ass. Yeah. So yeah. Um, he's very Well, your guy. man going to Fire Island as well. Jesus, I hope he's still uh, COVID free after that. After Why? Was there, a, the was, there a, was there a problem in Fire Island? Yeah, it was all up on the Twitter news because that's how I get my news. But uh, because there was like h- hundreds and nearly, t- well, I don't know, like a huge amount, a number of people are just all close together and loads of videos. Everybody was giving out about it. Um, oh, but so, there's no br- outbreak though, right? Oh, not yet. People are just mad. Oh, yeah. It'd be great if there wasn't an outbreak. Then it'd be like, um, well, would Fire Island's safe, I guess. But yeah, there was huge, huge outroar of it on Twitter. Did you see that, Erica? No, I didn't see the Fire Island one, but it's just, I mean, everywhere is spiking, except New York City. (laughs) (laughs) People are behaving. Um, Yeah, because we got the scare. So before we get into talking about COVID dating, which was was the general topic that we were going to discuss, have you had much success with your shooting your shot theory? Have you had any successful relationships? Uh, I dated someone for like four months that technically was me shooting the shot and making the first move. Um, that ended like end on of January. A, a DM or a, or a, a face to face. Um, it was someone that like I ran into that I knew from like years ago. And then we like just kind of started talking like texting and stuff like that. But yes. I was the one of, um, there was something he like, we were just talking like friends um, because he was producing comedy shows and then being a comedian, he like had questions about how to run this show. And then I remember one night he was like, oh, like, what do you have going on tonight? Like, we were just talking. He's like, oh, what are you up to? And I just was like, why are you trying to ask me out? 
Like I just like threw it out there because I basically was like, "Oh, you threw I'm it out there. The, That's a big flirt." Yeah, that's great. And he was just like, "Maybe something like that." And I was like, "All right, well, let me know when you're free." I'm like, yeah, <laughs> I love that. And how do you? How do you? So when you've shot the shoot or whatever it's called, shoot the shot. When you've shot the shot. <laughs> That's tough, Katie. In fairness, that's tough grammatically. You know, it is that is. I've already struggled with normal words. Because you, you've gone into the past tense. You know, you're shooting your shot, mm-hmm. but now you're thinking when it's done. So you, I guess it's when you shot your shot. <laughs> oh, when the shot done. has been shot. <laughs> when you've shot your shot, um, and you've been rejected, how do you handle rejection? Because I know that that's where a lot of uh, women are afraid to make the move. I have a friend and. I pushed her to asking someone out and I was like, if you get rejected, look, at least you'll be over that. And she got rejected and she hasn't let me hear the end of it. Oh, she's devastated. <laughs> but, but it's not your well, fault. She has to learn to deal with her emotions. Oh yeah. And she'll be better. And like, I've been rejected. I've been, I went in to kiss someone twice in my life and they were like, whoa, 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 whoa. We're just friends. And I was like, whoa, I misread all oh, of these signals. <laughs> um, but I was that's fine, way harder no. than like asking someone out. I'm like, oh my God, <laughs> being rejected physically. That's tough. Yeah. <laughs> um, but what about you? How did you handle the rejection? Uh, well, that's the thing. I agree that women in general don't handle rejection very well because they're not used to being the one to shoot shots. So yeah. the rejection, it's almost like they take longer to recover, whereas a man could like get rejected by four girls in one night at a bar and he's just kind of like, ah, not my night. <laughs> you know. <Yeah. laughs> that is so funny. But that's almost like part of being a man when, you know, boys are growing up. It's like, this whole thing of like, make the move, do this, do that. And then part of being a man also is like, oh, she said no, like move on, man, like on to the next mm. type of thing. So yeah. honestly, the only way to really cope with rejection is is to get used to it, I feel like. Like I was shooting shots in like middle school. So I was like, oh, I've been getting rejected my whole life. <laughs> that by my adulthood, I'm like, yeah, I'm not really offended <laughs> if a guy doesn't text me back or if I say, um, even like in hookup scenarios, you know? Cause like shooting your shot, especially for women, for sure works if you're just trying to hook up with someone. If you want a lasting relationship, I think it is hard to initiate and then have the man take the male role, role of like the initiator and the making plans and, and all those types of things. Yeah. That makes sense. But yeah. did I answer the question? But that that is also that is also down to like gender roles, right? That like it should be up to a man it should be up well, men should eventually become comfortable with not always having to do that. And women should also not always be looking for that, right? Right. Well, that's the thing is I grew up with so many male friends because my neighborhood mainly had boys. And I would hear them complain all the time about certain things about women. And so my whole life I took notes mentally being like, well, I'm not going to do those things. And I'd hear them say – What were the top five complaints? um, Well, the big thing was they'd always be like, why do we always have to be the one to initiate or ask a girl out or blah, blah, blah. They're like, I would love if a girl asked me out. And then I would do it and guys wouldn't like it. right and i'd be like i heard you guys would like this and they're like oh no 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 we don't actually and i think it's especially when boys are young there's kind of the becoming a man thing within them and it's almost like everyone doesn't have full self-confidence at a young age that i think sometimes when women initiate in certain parts of relationships it just makes a man feel emasculated Mm. so there is so and in terms of like you know, we're talking like straight relationships, right? Like male, female, but it's like mm. in general, all relationships, there's a masculine energy and a feminine energy. And we all know couples where we're like, yeah, the woman's the masculine energy. She wears the pants, <laughs> she runs things. And the male's like more of like a beta per se. Uh, 
But yeah. the truth. But it's is, funny how it's it's we've even we've even gendered these energies, whereas in actual fact they shouldn't be gendered. But yeah. saying masculine energy and feminine energy works for you know also like homosexual couples. It doesn't necessarily mean a gendered thing. It's just there's certain parts of the relationship that are like you take certain roles, and the longer you're with somebody, the more you build a relationship, the more the roles flip all the time, and people are comfortable flipping the roles. But it's always like initially in the first couple months of dating. Mm one person's more masculine energy and one person's more feminine energy. And that typically just comes from who's initiating. Yeah. Right. So you think, oh, right. So, and initiation is still considered. That's masculine. considered the masculine energy. The same way, yeah, like I, um, being just like supportive of your partner and cheering them on uh, is the feminine energy mm. type of wow. thing. So it's even like if you're dating a woman, say that's like an artist and she has an art gallery that night, it's like, she's the star. She's showing off her art, and you're there to be supportive of her. You're being feminine energy. Does that make sense? Yeah, which is, yeah. Yeah, I get that. I think it's it's unfortunate that it's gendered, because then that is that creates that sense of they're being emasculated, like they're not as much of a man. Right, exactly. Whereas, which is, yeah, unfortunate byproduct of the patriarchy. Well, I, you know what's funny? I actually had a question, since, especially since Katie, you're a bartender. So I have two questions. In real life, I'm like, Katie, you must see people all the time like hitting on other people. Mm-hmm. Do you have any methods you think are like good ways to, I guess, open the door or like initiate with someone, whether it's male or female? Um, I guess the success ones I've seen with guys is just that it'd be simply something like a girl. Oh my God, actually, I have had girls come into the bar and read books and the guy has been like talking about the book. That is so true. I didn't even (laughs) realize that till you said that. That's so funny. And it'd be just like they're reading like normal stuff or if there's something on the TV and then a guy would be like, oh, do you watch this? So like just simple things like that. I have had guys, I've had girls buy guys drink, but one time a girl bought a guy a drink, he drank it, and then he started to speak. He went over and spoke to her, but he, then he started to speak about his wife. So I was like, ooh, that kind of was a fail. Um, but yeah, so I guess just like subtle, really subtle stuff. People just like being like, oh, can I sit here? And like, oh, where are you from? Like very, but I find Americans are very friendly to each other anyway in that regard, that sometimes it might not even be flirting. They'll just end up being friends. So, But they're all like alcoholics in your bar anyway, right? <laughs> yeah <laughs> but sure one time i don't know if i said this on the podcast Des, but one time a guy called me and he was like hello is there a british girl that regularly goes there and i was like like they called the bar and i was like what what are you talking about and he goes uh, she's got brown hair she's british does she regularly go there and i was like why and he goes just because i saw her the other night and i didn't get her number and i'll keep coming back to the bar if she regularly goes there and i was like well, uh, I don't know. I don't know any English girl. And I hung up, but I was like, there is an English girl who regularly comes to the bar, but if she wanted to give you your number, I'm sure, like, that's kind of like stalkerish, right? I, I guess that's kind of almost like the uh, missed encounters on uh, Craigslist. You know, it's like, I saw you on the seven train yesterday. Yeah. It was just because, like, yeah, well, yeah, I don't know. It was a bit weird, to be honest. It sounds like but- a man that is taking initiative, but in the laziest way possible. Like he's like, I'm not gonna keep coming to that bar and spending money if this woman also, there's a couple- hang out there regularly. <laughs> but it's also there's a couple of English girls who go there, so I'm like, I don't know. There's so many different people who come to the bar. It's such a weird yeah, just come again and see if you see her. You weirdo. Yeah, it's almost like you were the I know. Yeah, I guess he was yeah, I guess he was just trying to like 
lock it down. I mean, he could have been a weirdo or he could have just been desperate, like woke up the next day and thought, fuck, she was amazing. Like maybe Aww. I can take some yeah, initiative. Maybe. But, but did I you tell her the next time you saw her, or, you know, some guy? Well, because there's a bunch of English girls, so I didn't know. I was yeah. just like to him, well, I was like, I honest. don't think I know the specific girl, because um, there's a bunch of English girls with brown curly hair. <laughs> yeah, but that's the right we were, answer. Yeah, yeah. Plus, yeah, it was just, you're, you're, not, I you're not the bloody matchmaker. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh-huh. So we're going to talk about... Wait, uh, wait so, can I ask you a question? I had oh, one for oh, you. me, yeah, go ahead. With that first of the DM game. Okay, so say a woman wants to hit on you and your DMs, what do you think is like the best way for a girl to go about that? Like, should she straight up hit on you? Should she just DM you and be chatty? What do you think? Yeah, I'm a bad example because it, it, it actually happens. It happens a lot with Irish people. You know, they, they slide into the DMs. Uh, well, that's everybody. I mean, everybody I, slides, I, but I think we always think like, as women, I guess, we're like, okay, I'm into this guy. What's a way that I could like flirt with him or DM him? Should I just yeah, be straight I think, up? I think, I think it's best to be flirty straight away, but not like, not not totally direct. But I, I think it's good to make it be known that this is a flirt. I think it's bad when it's like you just assume that the guy is going to know because you've slid into his DMs yeah. that it's on. I mean, I think if you're an astute man, you'll know that if she slid into the DMs, it's pretty much on. But also, you know, some different different strokes for different folks. But I think some guys will probably need just just like a proper flirtation to make it clear. And then if he doesn't respond to that, just back out because he's probably a bit of an idiot. But I do think that some clear flirtation will, 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 will get you to the, to the spot quicker. But I also think that if it's very random slide into the DMs, I, I, I don't know how that plays. I mean, it doesn't... I was gonna more say- often than not, it doesn't play great with me. But... I was going to say, how do you I'm, feel? About- I'm also 44 years. I'm 44. <laughs> I'm, I'm not the best. I'm not the best gauge. I have a very sort of, even though I'm 44 and very active on social media, I'm also feel at times I'm a little bit sort of antiquated with the banter. I, people often uh, complain to me that I'm too direct and don't like have a good uh, social media etiquette with the banter. <laughs> oh, I was going to say. Very uh- low on, I'm very low on emoji use for example. Oh, well, that's that's a personality thing. I'm not a big emoji user either. So when someone uses a oh, lot really? of them, you feel like you have to match it. And I'm like, I don't like this at all. <laughs> like people that throw I one mean, in I don't every think you text. should slide in. I don't think you should slide in like after a post. Like sometimes I'll do a post like, like, like some joke or like on the pod, we'll talk about like having somebody's baby. And then people will, will talk about babies. And then somebody will slide in and be like, I'll have your baby, Des. I don't think that's a good DM slide. You know, it's just too much. <laughs> They're letting you know where, where they stand. Yeah, you know, but it's like... You, you, You're like, you I, could I, shoot your shot in me. Yeah, yeah. Per, per, yeah perceiving you as a vessel uh, is just not the I- ideal way. Uh, well, um, I was going to say, the advice I got actually from a guy friend was that men don't typically get compliments. And I think that's actually a nice thing to do oh, if they were to DM really... you and actually compliment you and like flatter you a little. I feel like guys are like, oh you know what that is this is nice like um that is true because girls will kind of roast to flirt that's how we're taught to flirt oh my god yeah a lot of girls try to like yeah what's it uh, oh well well, actually Um, let me just uh, let me let me read you a a, a very recent dm slide okay and you can rate so this is (laughs) an unsolicited dm slide from this woman who by the way is just straight up saw one of my routines online not irish no previous uh awareness of me as a comedian uh, I just saw your period sex skit on Facebook. 
hilarious and so true about sex being discussed. By the way, I don't get the grammar, but she's maybe dyslexic. So true about sex being disgusting, period. So what's the point if you add another layer of disgust? She just had no punctuation, so it's a little bit. And then next, she sends another DM. In all honesty, doesn't that just add to the fun and regret aspect later? Crying emoji. I mean, she's trying to Pretty be direct. funny. She's like, she's he's a comedian. Funny, yeah. I should be like. A she's responding funny. to the period sex bit. That that just breaks down all the barriers. <laughs> so I just messaged her back and said, uh, l- "Let me know when you're uh, day twenty-eight. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you and, did. Uh, I'll meet you. I'll meet you the next day. No, I just said amen. Actually. Okay, can I ask I you this? Amen. Do you find this woman's and then she said, oh. then she said, have you done shows in NYC? And I was like, she's DTF. <laughs> <laughs> Probably. What, what, what was that? I was going to ask you, do you find this woman attractive? Did you go look at her profile? Of course. I, I, I look at the profile of even the most annoying fucking DM slide. Are you kidding <laughs> That's me? That's what I'm saying. Because there is a ratio of... This is, this is a difference <laughs> this between is men very, and women. This is very bit. shallow. This is shallow of me, but there is the annoyingness versus attractiveness ratio there's a there's, there's a place where they meet <laughs> yeah like this woman i'm guessing you just don't think is very attractive because if you did you would have been flirty back in return uh i i i i actually chatted to her a little bit just out of curiosity but uh, she, <laughs> I, I it wasn't uh like actually I'm very it wasn't enough uh, for, it wasn't enough for an hour and 50 minute drive back into nyc i can tell you right now but it was it was fun we had a bit of you know we had a bit of a laugh or whatever you know she was a. Uh, she was her. I, I don't know if you understand this, but her attractiveness was uh, was a little ambiguous from her photos. Yeah, you know, you I couldn't, couldn't really, really tell. tell. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, the number one rule: if anyone's going to DM side man or woman, have your profile has to be public on Instagram. Oh, I can't stand a well, pri- if you DM slide yeah. and then you're private. It's like fuck off. Yeah. Especially like if you're DM sliding to flirt. It'd be one thing if that girl just messaged you, being like, "Hey, I came across your clips. You're really funny." Like. Do you have any shows in New York? Like, hope I could catch one yes. time. Like that really could just generally be someone that is now a fan of your comedy. But like, yeah, that's fair enough, and the, yeah. and the, you get a lot of that, and that's that's really cool. That's just like a little like fangirling slash fanboying, depending on which way it's going, and that's 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 totally fine. But this this was, uh, you know, if you're talking about the pe- and and I've had people message me about the period sex bit. Well, also because it's sexual, so it's like if you're trying to flirt, it's a sexual bit. So it makes sense. Yeah, but I've had I've definitely had women like feminists and stuff that message me about the period sex bit that is clearly not flirtatious. It's just kind of like a fucking high five on the period sex bit, but you can tell that it's not flirtatious. Whereas she kind of wants yeah. she didn't just talk about the period sex bit. Yeah. She then sort of wa- was like visualizing the actual yeah. period sex and why she likes it. And, sure. You know, she's not sort of responding to the sort of the 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 feminist, you know, the aspect of the routine that's like, you know, oh, well done, yeah. You know. Even though I don't, I didn't do it because it was feminist. I did it because it was funny. <laughs> yeah, but it's like that's for you. If if anyone's listening to this podcast trying to DM side on Des Bishop, I feel like an easy way is to compliment one of your bits and then just try to like chat a little bit. You throw in a compliment, but or I meant physical call, compliment. Call me daddy. That's also yeah. fine. Call me daddy is good. Hey, daddy. Well, I guess an automatic response. <laughs> but I think I for people, and then who every aren't... time every time I respond to one of them, it's like also followed by Crystalia. <laughs> <laughs> But I think for people as well who aren't, you know, there's people who have no, the nothing that they can comment it or like, you know, they're just like normal people. They're not posting the way we are posting. Um, I think a story because everybody always puts up like a story of their dinner or like their walk mm-hmm. or something. And that's like, oh, that's a nice walk. How's your day? You know, and then they go like, I'm fine. 
or <laughs> I'm fine. How are you? Yeah, that's there's definitely people we see that post whether on Instagram feed or the story that it's like you're posting this so someone responds to it. Yeah, like that's why I had to. <laughs> that's um, so funny. I like yes. recently blocked my ex because I would keep going and checking it, and it would bother me when I would see things that I'm like, yeah, you're trying to get a girl to respond to this, and I don't. And I was like, I can't see this anymore. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, what's your feeling on like the hot, you know, the the fires and all those? The quick, that's easy like one. a, that's like a line in a bar that it's like every guy does that. And but it's but, it, but again, like if you've chatted if you've chatted quite a bit and you just haven't kept up your oh like not as an opener like miles, it's nice it's like a compliment yeah not as an opener not oh, as an yeah. opener just like and even just like. Um, like say for example, one of the girls that works at the comedy cellar, we're, we're good buddies. We've never had a thing. I mean, I guess we've had a flirtatious friendship, but we've never had a thing, and we're never gonna have a thing. But you know, every now and then she sends me a fire, I send her a fire when she posts like a hot pic. That that's that's acceptable, right? Yeah, that's fine. People send me fires all the time, and I never even read into it. I'm just like, oh, thanks, because I'm putting yeah, it yeah, up yeah. because I want people to be like, you look good. So I'm like, thank you. Now I feel validated. <laughs> yeah, it's almost like the fire is too obvious that we just the only people willing to do it are like people that are your friend. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Like, they're not, they're not. Yeah. Right. But that's, that's even like if so, you post a thirst trap, like someone's not going to DM the thirst trap. They'll then later DM like a more plain post. Cause it's like, they look yeah. too thirsty, but it's like, I know you're DMing me cause you see my hot photos. Like you see the hot photos. <laughs> that you like, and you're waiting for the like- boring opportunity to slide in. You know. To make it seem like you're not responding to that, right? Like, oh, God, I'm not a like complete a monster. It's like, mm, okay. <laughs> um. So, so you've been doing some COVID dating. I have. I've tried a little um, COVID dating, mostly online, because I've never really tried online before, and I was like, well, I kind of don't have an excuse to not try it now. And when you say online, you don't just mean like uh, a hinge swipe. You also mean then that you began to sort of like zoom date or facetime date or whatever um well in terms of like online mostly i mean like i'm on i was on two apps i actually just deleted bumble because i wasn't i wasn't enjoying bumble so now i'm just on hinge and just in terms of like yep matching with people talking with people then like facetime date and then i did go on a couple like in-person dates um but was it how how at, at, at how serious a time of covid was it was your first meetup um it was after my birthday. My birthday was May 6th. So it was like... All right. So it was when people were starting to... Yeah, starting to branch out around. other than like, I've seen my roommate in the grocery store, you know, cashier <laughs> type of thing. <laughs> um, but it, that was definitely at the point when I started to, it was like, well, I'm clearly going to like FaceTime with these people and kind of be like, okay, is this worth... Like, would I, one, want a second date? Two, is this person worth like meeting in real life, I guess, in a way. Mm-hmm. Which is something that, honestly, I think I would keep even if COVID is cured and we all can like go back to life as it was because it saves a lot of time and, and money also for the guys. So I'm like, I don't see why people are against. So it. you're saying the, the, the FaceTiming does or that, that first like casual meetup, the, the FaceTiming, I think. Does. Yes. Yeah. I a hundred percent. I'm with this. Or like, I mean, I had, I'm more of a phone conversation guy just because well, that's I who hate I've had FaceTiming, a- but couple like you text or you're texting back and forth and then a guy just goes actually can i just call you and it's like yeah that's easier yeah why didn't we do that from the start yeah so it's almost something um i I, a lot of my friends that are older have always done like phone call screening before going to meet because they're just like 
yeah, you get to know the person more. And also it's like, it's just like a wasting time thing, especially if you, you know, want to actually be with someone more long-term. It's no longer, it's no longer about just like, oh, it's fun to go on a date. It's like, no, actually I, I would like to like connect with somebody. Yeah. Yeah. I think, I mean, I think it was one of our early, one of our earliest episodes was like, yeah cut through the bullshit with with a phone call you know you really can because some people are very witty on text and they're fucking lifeless when you actually start talking to them <laughs> yeah oh that's the you can really tell their tone then as well going forward for when they do text you can kind of tell like you get a bit more of a vibe yeah i completely agree i'm with you on the facetime as well like if i were to go back online i would fi- do a facetime before and it was so much anxiety the first facetime i did like i could feel my face red in it and everything um but then the second or third one is better. But also it's just saving so much time because I did FaceTime like a guy who I was just like, ah, yeah, this isn't going to go farther. So, yeah, I think I think you're dead right. I think it just because it's a it's a waste of your time. Like I can FaceTime in my kitchen. I don't want <laughs> to go out and go on a shit. And then you have you. I always feel well, I did. I got more bitter as I got older and would waste less time. But, you know, you do feel you have to stay for at least one drink and it's just I've gone it's like a, an hour maybe away from your house it's just a complete waste of time so I think the FaceTime cuts that out a little bit oh yeah I agree with you but I mean also the so joy- what happened with your so when did you have your first successful FaceTime where you were like oh this guy's cool um I'd say the third FaceTime I had I was like oh okay and it was funny because going into the third one I was almost like yeah if this is kind of like the other ones maybe I'll just take a break for a while like you feel a little mm. burnt out you know like, because the beauty of online is it's like, oh, there's endless options. But then at the same time, you're like, this is work to really. Yeah, it gets boring. <laughs> it does. It gets people. tedious. Right. Or the conversations it gets, it gets, are the same. Yes. So. so, so uh, well, first tell us what happened on this third FaceTime and then maybe give a few tips that you've picked up about like FaceTime etiquette for a first date. Um, You know, it's interesting. I've found in apps or even like the FaceTime or phone call. If something interesting interesting happens out the gate, it like just like immediately the conversation is so back and forth and so quick. Like actually, a couple app conversations I've had that have taken off was because we started arguing about something. <laughs> um, what were you arguing about? Uh, that wasn't with this guy, but I had a guy I matched with, and he immediately messaged me and just said, "Hey, I just want you to know, um, I'm not as tall as I say I am on my profile." Ah, <laughs> oh, that's unacceptable. And I was like. So why don't you just put how tall you are? And he goes, well, he's like, but I, he's like, I'm telling you now, I'm being honest. And I was like, well, why aren't you just honest on your profile? <laughs> yeah. And I was annoyed because I'm like, I'm 5'11". I'm not short. But it's something that I'm like, I date shorter guys. I don't care that I was offended of like, no, you're assuming that I would have cared that you were short. And it turns out he was my same height. He lied about being six feet and he's 5'11". And I was like, what is... But anyway, but his argument, he was like, well, he's like, I get more matches if I say I'm six feet. And I was like, yeah, but do you really want to be with people that have like a height requirement in their relationship or would judge you for being 5'11 and say no to you? But was he actually 5'11 though? Because I feel like if you're 5'11 and you say you're six feet, you don't even have to lie. Yeah. I mean, you don't even have to say, if you're saying you're six feet and you're 5'11, I feel like in the first conversation, you don't have to be like, hey, just so you know, I'm an inch shorter. Yeah. I feel why, like he's yeah. not 5'11. Right. I feel like. I don't even, that's why it was crazy. Yeah. But I got into like, uh, it wasn't really an argument, but it was actually like a discussion where I was like, no, 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 I'm not letting About you height. win these points. And I was just like, how would you Fucking feel if win. my age was incorrect? I was like, how would you feel if I was actually fatter than my photos? And that was when he finally was like, 
all right, that's a valid point. I was like, yeah, man, we <laughs> ought to be getting more yeah. matches by lying about who we are, <laughs> but that's not going to get you anywhere. But it's insane. It's insane how much height lying is going on. Like, like this comes up. Most people lie, yeah. All the time. I've talked, almost every single person we've talked to on this podcast and conversations I've had about this, they have said, I met up with this guy and he was so much shorter than he said in his profile. Yeah. Yeah. Comes well, up so much. Me being 5'11, I'm the true deterrent. I'm the true, like, person that can tell if you are six feet is just if you're taller than me. And many people do lie just to hit the six feet thing. And I get it. But at the same time, it's like, well, if you're lying, when you meet me, like we're going to find out. Very quick. Erica, what you know, uh, sports, what sports did you play in school? Uh, well, a lot of things I did. Um, I mainly stuck with basketball. Like I played basketball in college. Um, volleyball, volleyball, swimming, softball, lacrosse, track and tennis. And do you have a, do you ever play beach volleyball? Uh, sometimes I guess I haven't in a while, but it's very fun. Um, no, it's just anyway. I literally have to respond to a text. I'm hiring a volleyball coach to come to the beach this evening to uh, up the skill level on the beach. But you know, we're always recruiting. And uh, when oh, I heard really? you were five eleven, you can go cat. play volleyball. You're like, you're like, guys, we can do the co-ed leave. I found a five eleven. Oh yeah, I would no, love we to, have. I would we, love we've got to. We've got to find. Uh, we got to find. Uh, gender mix but the volleyball has gotten quite serious lately because some of these kids that i've known since they're born including the same guy that i was talking about earlier have they're all a like between 17 and sort of 20 17 and 30 now i've known uh, some of these kids since they're born and uh it's very competitive but there's quite a few girls in in the mix but there's no there's no 511s i can tell you that <laughs> i mean i was i was a hitter so if you want you want a strong middle i'll get in there um Oh yeah, but uh, it's a beach volleyball is all different. But it's funny. Everybody that comes from playing like indoor volleyball, they all come with all this stuff that I have no experience with because I never played indoor volleyball, and and it's like so different. So they're always like, "Oh, I was I was a middle or I was a what is it? what is it a some 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 setter." There's some other bloody term that I don't know. Anyway, I, we won't bore our listeners. We won't bore our listeners with that. To be honest, my yeah, whole like, life in the pandemic. Like, my whole life in the pandemic is beach volleyball. But I was also using an excuse to look because I, I literally am in the middle of uh, of organizing this this trainer. Seventy five dollars an hour is is his price. That's actually not bad for any type. of I trainer. thought it was pretty good actually. <laughs> yeah, a regular personal trainer is like one hundred and twenty five in this area minimum. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like so one thirty five. Sorry. Anyway. So, wait, 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 wait. So I've had guys just back to the height thing. I've had guys lie about their height and then tell me that my that I'm wrong about my own height because I'm like, oh no, you couldn't, you couldn't be that height because I'm five foot six and a half. And they're like, no, no, you're not that. And I'm like, I. I am that. So they try to shorten me so that they can be taller. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of insecurity about height. Yeah, it's stupid. Wait, I had so a guy tell me I was lying too once. He's like, you're like 6'1". I was <sighs> like, mm, no, I'm not, buddy. I'm like, because if I was, <laughs> I would have played Division One, And so, yeah, I'm not. <laughs> we nearly need to bring a measuring tape. And it's only the when WNBA they... You're WNBA right now. <laughs> yeah, maybe. My whole life would be different. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right, <what are> you... <laughs> you wouldn't be on this podcast. <laughs> um, but wait, so... So you had your tree FaceTime dates with this guy, and then you, was it the? It was during the quarantine, though. You met okay, up with this sorry. guy, right? You kind of like snuck out, right? Okay. So, way to call me out, Katie. <laughs> <laughs> like that one wasn't well, a date. Gonna- I was like, that wasn't a date. That was a straight. I, <laughs> that was bad. Um, yeah. I uh, the three da- FaceTime dates I had were three different people, and the height guy wasn't any of those things. So it was the third FaceTime date I had that just like went well, 
And oddly, it went well because it actually started with he was on his phone outside and he was like, uh, he's like, my roommate just brought someone home. He's like, and I got the vibe that they were probably going to hook up. So I felt like I should leave. So he was like sitting in a park on his headphones. Like he was just like, oh, sorry, I'm like uh-huh. outside. But then we were like kind of chatting about the other two on the date thing. And he was like, yeah, like he's describing his roommate. And he's like, yeah, he's like this like ladies man, like Cali vibe. I'm like, oh, okay. Um, but then oddly that date, we actually mostly talked about other dates in our past, which is something you're apparently never supposed to talk about on first dates, like exes or past dates. But it's also like, it's a pandemic. There's not that much happening. Cause even during one of his stories, he was like, I, he's like, actually, this is probably bad that we're talking about this. Like I might be blowing it. And I was like, honestly, this is entertaining and interesting. Like, I'm like, you could tell me about a woman you had sex with. I don't care. Like I personally don't feel any like weirdness. Oh, you don't care about that. I don't. Because it's so funny. I don't either. I love it. It's so interesting. I'm like, tell me all. Tell me what went wrong. Tell me what happened. Tell me like the gory details. I'm, I love it. Yeah. I'm like, okay, maybe first day I don't want like crazy details, but it's something of like, I once had a man get mad at me during the conversation of like, oh, what are you into? Right. So this guy I like matched with, I don't know, on an app and stuff I was talking to, he like was telling me something he was into. And I was like, oh, okay. I was like, yeah, I'm kind of into XYZ. And then he got furious that like I referenced another man in my example. And he was like, he's like, why do you think I'd want to hear about you and another man? I was like, buddy, the only reason we both know what we like is because we've done it with (laughs) other people. I was like, so I don't understand how what you said was cool. But what I said was like, not cool. You know what I mean? Yeah. Just because like he's left it as the, uh, the great unknown of, of who the woman was. And you've, you've just given it a specific example. They're both the exact same thing. Like, it, I think it was something like he was, he said something like, have you ever done BDSM? And I was like, I don't think so. I was like, I've, I was like, I mean, a guy's like slapped my ass before. And then he was like, why do you think I want to hear about another man? I was like, uh, I shut up. Really? I would have been like, bye. Well, he bye. was actually, he was actually beginning the BDSM right there. Yeah. Like I was <laughs> like, you, the emotional you speak, BDSM. <laughs> you, 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 you respond in the way that you're meant to respond or you can shut the fuck up. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and then he wanted to see, he wanted to see if you got like excited then. And he'd be like, oh, this is the, she's for did me. He, this, this submissive five foot 11 little bitch is all my fuck, <laughs> all what I'm into. Yeah, did right? he do slappy emojis? <laughs> no, it's just like, I just couldn't believe how mad he was. I was like, dude, you could calm down. Like I was like, I don't, yeah. Yeah. I was like, forget BDSM. I don't like no. what's happening right now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But I, I think in general, it's good etiquette to not to talk too much about your ex. Well, no, but ex I think you can sure. be like, or but even like you can just chat about like, especially the more you date, it's okay to chat. Like you're not like, oh, I like I'm still in love with them, but like, oh yeah, this happened, or you know, like and not necessarily a negative way, but you can be like, yeah, I think that's fine. But I guess it depends on how secure the other person is. Yeah, or the big. No- I always think. Go ahead. Oh, I was going to say the big no for me is when you're dating someone, when they constantly reference the ex in the way of like, oh, my yeah. ex used to do this. It drove me crazy. Yeah. Or like I hated oh, the thing my ex that. did. And I'm no, just I sitting there like, are you indirectly telling me not to do those things? Is that what? Yeah. yeah. Is that what? This, like, <laughs> yeah. and I got to take No, but I always, think, I, I always think if you're on a first date and the woman actually shifts it just a touch sexual, like sexual flirtation, I always think you know that it's gone very well. Yeah. That they've become that comfortable that quick that well, they want to drive yeah, that most way. Dates, or, or you know that they're just looking for the, wait, the sexual healing. Wait, so you had three FaceTime dates with this guy and then you had a social distance date? Or I had, had a date three date? separate FaceTime dates. The third one was good that I then went on a real life date with that guy. But it was something like if someone's like, oh, you know, how do you make a FaceTime date good? I'm like, it, 
it's something like I just had a lot of fun and it made me want to meet up with him because I was like, oh, this guy's fun. And I had a good time. And that's really yeah. the basis of it. And and it's something that like I think people will think this is nerdy, but I'm like, I think it's good to like before a date, kind of like think of some questions to ask somebody, mm-hmm. especially stuff that like is a little bit personal. So you're getting to know them, but more like fun. Does that make sense? No. Yeah. Because when but I was not too, but not too organized either though no 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 yeah like i see you checking out (laughs) well when when i was facetiming um uh the guy i'm seeing now for the first the first few days i think it was like the third facetime he did like a like a quiz thing but it was actually a lot of fun i ended up doing it with like my friends afterwards but you actually get to know each other really well um it was some sort of personality test but we were just like laughing at the answers and you have to ask these questions and like it was really really good but i was like oh that's unique and something to do that's yeah not just like well especially but, like, and so so i was gonna say if you're facetiming someone and they're like living with their parents right now a great question would just be like oh man have you ever like snuck out of the house as a kid yeah. And then it's like, oh, what you yeah, sneak yeah, out that, for? That's like a phone. Or it's like, what it really was like something you, you got in trouble for? Like things like that. Like you kind of get to know them, and it also like gives a person an opportunity to like tell a story and show a little personality. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so then you, what did what? Sorry. So what was the after the FaceTime? What was the date date? So the date was. Um, uh, he actually picked me up on his motorcycle and I went on a motorcycle ride with him, which was actually pretty oh, fuck, cool. In the middle of you're supposed to social distance. I know. Well, the thing is, I <laughs> agreed fine. to go on the date that it was like, we were going to be sitting close enough that it was like, you know, and no masks on that. I was like, I was comfortable, I guess, with that level. Um, so yeah, I yeah, went yeah. on a, we went on a motorcycle ride to, uh, the park, like by Greenpoint. I'm not sure what it's called. And then we like put masks on, went and got like pizza, brought it to the park, ate the pizza, had like a little picnic. Then went on a little walk to a different park section, got a drink to go from somewhere, then had a drink and like sat and hung out and talked. So basically it was like Great a little picnic date. date. Yeah. Which also is Early like... Early May. The weather the weather agreed? Yeah. It wasn't that like... I wasn't sweating. Like it wasn't <laughs> sweating brutally. <laughs> but the thing is, since then, I have gone on two other like picnic dates, but the efforts by the men have been like, like nothing. That it just was a huge turnoff. Like the one guy just yeah. brought wine, no blanket. Like I luckily just like threw a towel in my bag because I knew I'm like, I bet he's not even going to think to bring a blanket to like sit on. So he brought wine. And then I also threw in like I had a bag of chips. But we have the date we're like talking and he was doing. I understand that this is a test a lot of times on dates of like touching a little bit to almost be like, is there like Sneak any the reaction? Chemistry? But he yes. was literally like tapping me at times that were not <laughs> like mid sentence tap. And I was just like, what is this man? like? He's, he's a hypnotist. <laughs> no, just, I don't know. But I like suddenly hit the point because we were sitting on the ground. I was like arms around my legs sitting almost to be like, do not touch me. <laughs> like oh, no. I've had enough. But that's but, good. Then it, then it worked. Um, but have you guys seen the movie A Bronx Tale? Ever? No. Sure. Old school oh. movie. There's the classic, uh, the tip he gives his son when he goes on a date is about if the girl reaches over to unlock the car door for you, right? So I indirectly had a weird like Bronx Tale test during this date, which I didn't realize. I had chips. They were out. We didn't open them. And then it was like, okay, time to go. Like, date's over. So we were packing up the stuff. And I like, I was like, oh, do you want any chips? And he was like, oh, well. And he like went to open them. I was like, no, no. I was like, we're leaving. Don't open them. But I was like, oh, do you want them? And he took them. 
He like took my bag of chips and I was annoyed by it. I was like, why did you take the chips? I didn't take the wine you brought. <laughs> like it was, it was just an interesting, I didn't mean it as a test, but like when I left, I was like, and this dude took my chips. It was a bad day. He, <laughs> he turned you, he turned you into fucking Larry David. End of a bad day. Yeah. But then uh, the third picnic picnic day I went on, this guy, we just went to the park and sat in the park. Didn't offer me a drink, nothing, snack, nothing, not even like a water. And he also like, I guess maybe straight like, up rolled out of bed. What? It's like, it's like that the pandemic or the restrictions are getting looser. So now the guys are going back to old New York guys or <laughs> they don't bother. Well, I think just in general. No, old New York guys, old New York guys would definitely be buying you stuff. I don't old mean, New- I don't mean old as in like you. I mean, as in, as in three months ago when guys oh, right. would rather have sex with you before, before committing to a second date because you haven't put out like, do you know what I mean? Like they don't really oh, I don't want to pay, buy your dinner. I'm not invested yet. It's kind of what we're experiencing dating in New York. There's no there's no romance. There's no anything. And one thing I've noticed with the pandemic is the guys who messaged you to go on a date, there was like more uh, uh, creativity, more of an effort. Um, it was like going back to old school. So when I say old New York, I mean like guys our age, uh, our generation four months ago. <laughs> well, the thing is all three of those dates were before like restaurants had like tables out that you could actually yeah. sit somewhere, but everything had to go stuff. So it was just, I don't, I just remember sitting on this park bench, looking at this guy being like, I, first of all, look good. Like I dressed hot. I did my hair. I've got like, I got a low V neck on like my boobs are out. I look good. Okay. <laughs> like, I know you got to bring it on a first date. And I also went to his neighborhood because I have a car. So I was like, well, I'll drive to your neighborhood. And he lived near the park. But it was like, it was just which, crazy oh, he, to me. Which, which, which neighborhood? Uh, like Park Slope. So he was near Prospect Park, which is a nice park. Like, this guy park. fucking lives in Park Slope and he makes no effort? I know. Yeah, That's awful. what I'm saying. So I was like, dude, I, I just felt like I put so much effort in. And it was like, you didn't even offer me a water at any point. But how do you not even how do you not even be like, hey, let's meet outside this ice cream place. We'll get an ice cream and go for a walk in the park. Mm-hmm. Exactly. You know? But. Yeah, it's, it's a half hour, 45 minute commitment. If it goes well, you do something else. Exactly. Also, it's also as well, like guys need to put in the effort now with COVID for us to have sex with them. So he should be like, you're like, yeah. you're like, oh, well, now I'm definitely not going to fuck you. Like all you had to do was put in a bit of effort. And you're like, because even with you, with people meeting up with people in quarantine or outside quarantine, you've already done like the rules like, oh, we haven't seen anybody else. We've been in quarantine. It's safe. Mm-hmm. So there's all these extra things now before you have sex. So it's like you think a fucking ice cream at least or a to-go coffee or this guy's the worst. Okay. He's never, he's not getting blown for right. the, the year. So this is my question I was going to ask you guys. I told my friend because I was like, this guy also straight up rolled out of bed. Um, like, shorts and a t-shirt that were like gym clothes didn't match didn't even like brush his hair like bad and it was something that he was like you should be more of a bitch and i was like you think i should have said something in person to this man like because once you're already there it just feels like i just sat there being like i'm not going on another date with this guy that's all my brain thought and then after because it was a guy friend he was like you should send him a text being like you know i was really disappointed that you didn't put like any nah. effort in and da, da, da. and nah, i was sitting there because like, you don't want to date him so i was you there, don't, like, it's not your job to teach him why am I going to teach him how to get women in the future? Exactly. I'll let this yeah, man no, fail no, no. forever. Yeah, I yeah. Yeah. I, 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 yeah, no way. Like, but my no friend was like, you know, it really helped me through my life when a woman would kind of give me a heads up of like, hey, it really bothered me when you did X, Y, Z. But I was like, but if I don't want to see this man ever again, I don't care. I was like, why yeah, would I say you, anything? 
you give your guy friend that guy's number and he can take <laughs> yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. yeah let, them, like, let, let them let let them let them do a podcast on what not to yeah, date. Yeah, right. <laughs> or like I guess uh well I'm curious Des, have you ever like asked a girl for like feedback in any way about like maybe you were asking her for a second date and she just was like, "Oh, you know, to be honest, I'm not interested like blah blah blah." Have you ever been like if you have any feedback, like anything like that, nah, I feel like I mean, men if, never I, even I have asked. Ne- ne- I would ne- never, never asked. Because you're just opening uh, yourself up for criticism as well. No, like. but I mean, yeah, but also it's just like if if they weren't into it. Yeah. yeah. You make them feel uncomfortable if they're just like, I just don't fancy you. They never did anything wrong either. They're like, oh, I guess she's just not. No, I had. I, no, the one bit of feedback I got one time was uh, I had this. I actually, this was a DM slide situation. But, very very hot i have to say like kind of like i was excited to to meet this girl we had a lot of chat online but she didn't live we didn't live in the same place but i happened to be in her town so we we had a date she had a kid but we had a date so she had organized a babysitter and i had her down as a 50 50 flake anyway you know which is totally fine it's a first date flakes are completely acceptable because you don't know them so it's really the stakes are low so uh just ve- like all organized i checked in that day she was like you're all good and like i don't know whatever she flaked like uh about three hours before the date which which again was like totally fine and uh so then after she flaked i was like well listen you know if you want to meet up for coffee in the morning because i was leaving the next day and she was like oh yeah i'll let you know you know and then you know we never met up and then like two days later she unfollowed me right so i didn't notice that i sorry i shouldn't say two days later I didn't notice she had unfollowed me. And then at some stage later on, like I guess a couple of weeks later in her stories, I just happened to see, she's still following me? And I see she wasn't following me. So I messaged her. I was like, what's up? Did I do something wrong? And she was yeah. like, well, I just don't respond well to eager. And I was like, well, I just, obviously I just unfollowed her straight away and I didn't respond. Mm-hmm. But I was just like, I, no, that's, no, that's a her thing. I wouldn't worry, but yeah, that's. No, no, no. But I was just like, I was laughing to myself being like, eager it's just like okay like we we have approximately 48 hours to meet up in this window we made the plan you flaked i gave it one more shot you 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 couldn't meet up which was totally fine i don't know where the eager is so i was just i just unfollowed her so that's the only bit of feedback i ever got like i don't respond well to eager right or also like when someone says the line i'll let you know I don't say anything else. I'm like, well, they said they're going to let me know. And if they want to see me, they'll make the effort. So the fact that you also yeah, yeah, left her alone after didn't, that. I, I didn't mind. I, I didn't mind. Yeah, yeah I, I didn't. I didn't follow up after That's that. But I saying. also you didn't mind. She got a kid. Yeah. yeah. Like, she's got like, a kid. Let me know. You're like, busy. okay. That's it. I well, was disappointed. Gonna- and I wouldn't mind. But by the way, just for the record, at the beginning of this interaction, because I had, I followed her. I was following her for quite a while. Mm-hmm. And I never slid into her DMs. I just followed her. I was literally just looking at her hot pics, you know? And uh, suddenly she followed me out of the blue like a couple of months later and then unsolicited from me, messaged me and was like, oh my God, I can't believe you're following me. I had such a crush on you when I was younger. Okay. So I was like, oh no, no. Better. She said, I used to have I used to have such a crush on you. So I was like, used to, used to question? <laughs> like, yeah, hello, good. easy, mm, easy. Okay. So it's like, bitch, ego, like I didn't fucking even come at you. <laughs> yeah, anyway, no, she has... That's, well, clearly you've let it go, Des. <laughs> well, just, you're just talking about like any feedback. So I was thinking that's one time somebody was like, I don't respond well to eager. It's like, whatever. 
And all that is probably she just literally bottled it and then wanted did want an excuse for why she wasn't going to go. Do you know? We, uh, but it's all good. I mean, you always know there's a certain type that you think are like potential flakes. Yeah. You know? And when they flake, you don't chase, you know? Yeah. It's just kind of like you got to get them in a good window. I mean, I always, I always give a single mom the benefit of the doubt because it's just like a lot. Over, you know? I mean, the sitter like thing is a lot. Yeah. Yeah, and just and just like the hassle, you know, it's like some dude that just comes into town every now and then, you know, for a while it seems exciting, but as it gets close, it's like, why am I going to waste my time with this motherfucker? He's probably just going to try to fuck me and then just go back to whatever the fuck he does. So I, I completely get, like, you don't understand. It's like, I, I, I completely understanding for your side. I'm not even upset on the flake, but I don't like when somebody tries to throw the flake on me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was shite. Yeah, fucking keep your fucking dandruff on your yeah. fucking shoulders. Oh, because all she had to just say is, oh, no. And she didn't even have to unfollow. She could just mute. I'm not a fan of unfollowers anyway. I get really annoyed when I... Well, she, un- she, she unfollowed, she which is totally her right. And I did, <laughs> by the way, I did check back in just to be like, you know, did I do something wrong? So, I mean, yeah. I did I did check back in. So that's on me. Yeah, no, but, but that could have been just like, oh. I feel like every time there's a, a breakup more so, everybody always sits there going, did I do something wrong? And that's kind of what you want the answer to. Like, hey, was there a specific reason? Did I do anything wrong? And a lot of times you so really I did, I did look did for it. feedback on that. Like a lot of yeah, times yeah, it's not yeah. like you did one thing and it was like, oh, that's it. Well, her, <laughs> by the way, her unfollow was also kind of strange because it was just like she canceled the date. And yeah, then she could have just muted you. Well, yeah, no, don't but worry, also we're on just like. No, no, I get it, but it was an odd <laughs> one. Killer. It's like, I mean, it's it's one thing, just like, but then the unfollow was like, wow, that's like a, that's like a, that's like a bold, it's like a bold move for considering that you were literally hours from meeting me, and then suddenly, you know, it's like it's like an odd one. Well, here's the thing: unfollowing and you noticing opens up for questions because it's a course. If someone unfollows you, of course, you're gonna be like, oh, wait, actually, what happened? So it's like, if I don't want someone like the last guy I was seeing, uh, I didn't unfollow him because i don't even want to open up that question i just muted him do you know i was just like oh, i don't want to see his stuff i'll just mute him and because if i unfollow him then there is a thing for him to be like oh my god are you still mad are you annoyed and it's like yeah yeah of course that would open up conversation same if he unfollowed me he definitely muted me too by the way <laughs> that, that was me and but, my ex same thing we both muted each other and it's like why are we so still polite. following each other then it's stupid and it doesn't yeah it doesn't open up any drama or any fight or any it's just like well, I don't need to see this. But yeah, an unfollow definitely opens up for conversation because it gets in your head. You're like, oh God, why would they? Was there something else I said? Was there something I did? Did I handle that wrong? Yeah, I'm sorry. If anything, she might have been like, she might have wanted you to see it. Can I ask you, Erica, a question? This is totally off that. Oh, sure. Have you, what about like sex in the pandemic? Are you nervous at all because of covid or are you like i'll be okay or are you like i'll just have sex and wait two weeks and see how i feel (laughs) it's like does covid come into your head at all um i mean it obviously does because clearly you're putting yourself (laughs) at risk but it's something that it's like i guess how i'm seeing it is like if i'm meeting up with someone not fully distancing six feet sitting and talking to them for an hour with no masks on you are putting yourself at risk for getting covid so it's like if you're yeah. to be going on a few dates with a person and doing that, hanging around them with no mask on, you're essentially, you've already hit the risk part. So then suddenly jumping it to sex or making out isn't a big jump in my brain, personally. I agree with you. Yeah. So it's and like, that's people... why there's a lot of people that they're still not actually meeting anybody up in person. And I totally get that. And I don't yeah. shit on anybody for what they're comfortable doing. Uh, but to me, I'm basically like, you know, I'm like, I've been around you and we haven't had masks on. We keep talking. It's like, that's 
essentially what we're finding is stopping the spread is wearing the mask. So if you're already going maskless, <laughs> the makeout sex portion isn't like that big. Yeah, of you listen, at some stage, you know, you just you, you're going to take a risk. I mean, it's not like it's not like you're gathering 40 people together, no masks yes. indoors, potentially spreading to 10 or more people. Mm-hmm. It's like you may or may not spread to this guy or get it off this guy. And you're still keeping your circle small. So yes, of course, it increases a risk by a tiny percentage chance, but it's worth it. I haven't <laughs> taken that risk for sex. I've only taken it for volleyball. But I think in relation to meeting up with somebody, it's pretty low level, especially at this stage of where New York is at. Yeah. Well, not not to mention, how much fucking condomless sex have you had in your life and been way less worried about the spread of disease? I mean... I know the guy that, the guy that I'm, I'm like, seeing is like freaked out about covid but we had condomless sex and i'm like you're like unbelievable (laughs) really i'm like uh literally like the one time i had condomless sex i got herpes so i learned my lesson you did not i did yeah and i was the person that always would not only always use condoms but always would ask my partners have you like when was the last time you got tested and have you ever had an std and even the person i got herpes from i asked that to and they said that they were good but it was someone that i was seeing so that was the only reason why I was like willing to not use a condom per se. Yeah. Did he not know? He claims he didn't know, but it's like, I'll never know if that's true. But it basically was like, man, all the people I know who have been running around this city, not using condoms are like fucking a lot of people. And I never was like nearly that promiscuous. And then I'm the one, the one time I don't, I get like an STD. But also since it's HSV one, that's like the cold sore kind. Technically, technically it could have came from his mouth. I don't know. So it's also like, even if I did use a condom, I might have got it from if he had it orally and like when they go down on you type of thing. But there were no signs. There were no physical signs either way. What? Was it definitely from him? Yeah. He was my only new partner in like a year. And also I got tested immediately when I had like two little bumps and I got my blood taken. And then four days later, I had like the full outbreak, went to my dermatologist and they did like a swab test. And my blood test came back negative and they were like, oh, you just got this because you don't have any antibodies in your blood. And then they also were like, that's why they were like, Uh, yeah, it makes sense that your outbreak like became a full outbreak. They're like, you have no antibodies. This is the first one you have. And the thing is, I really haven't had an outbreak since the first one. And it's been like, it'll be four years this summer. But like, it's just crazy that I like caught it. I knew it was this person. But even when I told him, I wasn't like, you for sure. Like, like I didn't come at him. I just was like, hey, this happened. I'm waiting for results, but like, can you go get tested type of thing? But in his defense, he may have given it to you by going down. That's what I'm saying. I, we technically yeah, won't and know. So many claimed, people have HSV one. Exactly. And, and also he claimed to never have an outbreak or not. know. And if that's true, he could have had cold sores as like a child and they never came back. And, so and he, he didn't, didn't know, know that he was shedding. Yeah. But the shedding is like, literally it's so rare to even be shedding. So like, even at the doctors and stuff, when I would tell them the story, they're always like, this is a very rare case of someone getting it this way. But it's also like, they're like, yeah, this really isn't a big deal and you're fine. So in terms of pandemic dating, I'm like, well, hopefully COVID makes herpes seem pretty chill now. Yeah. But I'm sorry, mo- most people will have had a cold star as a child. Most, isn't it something like 80% of the population or something have that uh, HSV-S1? No, mo- yeah, like a lot of people have HSV-1. A lot of people, And yeah, so you, I didn't realize you could get genital herpes from cold, from your face herpes yeah so that's actually how a lot of people end up getting it they're like oh i didn't know because they had a cold sore that i was gonna get it if they went down on me which is like 
yeah, you shouldn't even be like sharing a drink with that person, let alone like having sex with them if they have a. But if they don't have the cold sore, it's it's a low risk, right? If they're going down. Yeah, I mean, same with just herpes in general. It's like if there's no outbreak, the risk of getting it from someone is so so low, especially if you take like the medication. It's like nothing, because. But what's so funny is the medication helps more from transmitting it than condoms do, because it's like it's the skin disease, so it's not transmitted the way that other STDs are transmitted, which is exchange of fluids. So. Like even wearing a condom, it's like if I guess technically if like your balls are to touch the vaginal area, you could get it on your balls and you so you still have it just the same way everybody else does. So, so there you go. You were very unlucky in fairness. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But what are you going to do? So and he didn't, but, uh, have, he, he didn't have a cold sore on his face, but he just might have had. He might have been I, shedding. Yeah, essentially. Like because I also unlucky. didn't. See him but also he may also have had it. He may he may have also had HSV one on his dick. Exactly, because there's plenty of people actually that have either type of herpes, herpes HSV one or two, and have never had an outbreak. They just go in for their routine STD testing, and they they're like, "Turns know. out I have herpes." And it's common that some people just—it's almost—it's almost like COVID. It's like some people are just asymptomatic. Yeah, I don't asymptomatic. have symptoms. Yeah. <laughs> um. But um, yeah. But like the guy I was with for four months, we weren't using condoms, and he never got it. So, it's like it's well, very. I got it. I got an STD. I got a test since the fucking lockdown. I'm STD free, and whoever I meet up for the first time, they're getting it without a condom. I don't care what anybody says. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah, that's sad. Yeah, I made I made Blurry get an STD test during the pandemic. <laughs> you did because he's only like been in like serious relationships, so he never really. Well, anyway, he never had one. God, I hope he doesn't listen to this. What? But never I was one? like, that's crazy. Well, yeah. Well, he's not like he's new to New York. Anyway, I he's been in serious relationships or whatever or maybe he hasn't had one in a while I, I can't remember but it was a long time so i was he was like oh would you get a covid test before we ever you know and i was like if you get an std test so he did get an std test which is good and but he was able to get it while he was getting his covid so i had gotten one just right at the start of the pandemic so we both knew that we were good but i've had cold sores as a child i had one or something and well, then I we had shouldn't one. have talked about herpes katie gets very bent out of shape when you bring up the herpes really Katie knows I have it. Why? I thought she would ask me about it at some point. Um, but uh, no, I don't. I don't get bent out of shape. I just get worried. I get worried about everything. Yeah, as you should. <laughs> but um, no, but why, why, why do you think I get bent out of shape? No, I'm just uh, kidding. Because you came back to the herbs. Oh, because I came back to the herbs. What do you mean? Just, just, just because we had. Oh, I know. We were still talking about the STD. But sorry, you just brought it back to the cold sores. Oh, and I'm just saying. I have had it as a kid and. And it was just, it's confusing as well, because you're like, I, like, I didn't even know that. So that's good to know as well. But what do you, do you tell every partner then who wants blowjob? I've had a cold sore when I was seven. <laughs> well, that's the thing, right? So we, we branded it cold sores. So people don't think it's herpes. It's the same exact thing. It's the exact same thing. Wow. But it's something like, yeah, everyone that has cold sores doesn't tell people like, hey, by the way, I get cold sores sometimes. So there's a chance you could like get a cold sore, even just like on making out level. Um, so it's interesting that's like you don't do it for that, but it's like if you have herpes genitally, you like need to be disclosing to partners. That's so like right. that is a debate. Like cold sore people don't say anything. So why do I have to say anything? Um, but the other thing too with STD testing, they don't test for herpes because it's so common. Like you have to ask for it specifically. I but I also ask, isn't it, isn't it the case her. that they'll only test for you if you're if you're symptomatic? Um, some people, well, I've had friends literally be like i've hooked up with someone that you know i knew had herpes and so it's like a month or two goes by and they go to just get a test they're like i want to get a herpes test to make sure like i'm okay and don't have it and i've they've had doctors be like i mean 
you'd rather just like not know because if you don't have any symptoms of it like they almost were being like uh do you really want to now have to tell everyone you have sex with that you have herpes which is like crazy because a lot of times they just they kind of discourage you from getting tested if you don't have an outbreak which is dumb because so many people have it and have no idea they have it so like i've had you know partners that before we slept together i told them and then they were worried and i was like you probably already have herpes there's a chance you have it so i'm like go get a herpes test and They've been like, yeah, it turns out I have HSV1. And I'm like, yeah, that's exactly what I have. So, like, we're good. You know, this is the same thing. But, oh, so here's a question. Can you, so you've got HSV1. You unluckily, it presented in the, in your in your vagina. Yeah. Can you then spread your HSV1 to somebody who already had cold sores to their genitals? No, it can only manifest in, like, one area. So the, yeah. the only way for you to have, so the only way for you to have two types of, of herpes is if you have HSV1 on your mouth and you have HSV2 on your uh, genital area, it is, it ha- can get SV, uh, sorry, you can get type two on your mouth, but it is so rare. It's like one in 10 million or something. It's so, so wow. rare. I, I'm the going other into thing my... Is, oh, sorry. Just real, one last thing. Uh, the no, other thing is, going. since I have HSV1 genitally, I can't get HSV2 genitally. Oh, you can't. I can't. So that's like, and is HSV two is HSV two generally considered like more virulent? Is it more of a problem normally? Uh, it's a little bit more painful, and HSV two you tend to have uh, more outbreaks. More outbreaks, but that also like just depends on the person and whatnot. Um, but they mainly differentiated HSV one and HSV two for the fact that cold sores are more common up here. So that's like where the like differentiation yes. between one and two started. Because I've had some people be like. Oh, that's oh, you have the good herpes, and I'm like, it's the same thing. <laughs> no, sorry, you have the baby herpes. Like, it's like that doesn't mean one is bad. Number yeah, one. or it's almost like, oh, I would sleep with HSV one people, I wouldn't sleep with HSV two people, and it's like we are the same. <laughs> no, wait, you, one way you're, you're 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 not in regards to it is less painful, it's less outbreaks. Like I know, yeah. you, like you don't want to shame anybody. It's you know, and so, yeah, like I'm just sitting here being like, I'm not better than the other herpes type of yeah. people. <laughs> No, no, no. I like some of some some got like one of my friends is like the most beautiful. Uh, a couple of my friends actually have the other one, and it's like they're still a hundred times better than any guys that would be like, oh, I don't want to bang her because she, I'm like, you wouldn't get her anyway. Like, <laughs> sorry. Yeah. <laughs> You're but not hey, gonna- listen, guys, guys, I I hate to interrupt, but I mean, it's a really good testament to this conversation. But you know, we're chatting for nearly an hour and twenty minutes. Oh shit. Okay, well, I just was which, looking which up will my... Be, which will be the longest conversation that we've had probably in a year. Well, I was just looking up the the way they test for HSV1 and HSV2 in my results. So it has like, they do like... Oh, that says HIV. <laughs> I was like, what? <laughs> I was like, uh, the two tests are blood or swab, but you can only do the swab when you currently have Oh, yeah, so... So they have it like um, the so HVS one like they have like the the and HVS two so there's like a they test in your blood to see so they can tell you the percentage of how much is in it does that make sense so I have a a low HSV one because I had a cold sore yeah but there's no like a number HVS two yeah that's yeah. like the second part of the test that uh, that tells you essentially how active it was and so it kind of gives you a gauge of how recently you had it or at least how recently you've had a quote outbreak so like me my number is very low because i've had it for like four years and like the person i told to get tested that turns out also had hsv1 
their number was also so low that their doctor was like, yeah, you didn't get it from this girl. They're like, you've already had it for a long time. Cause he got mm-hmm. tested like a week or two after we hooked up. And the doctor was like, yeah, this wouldn't show up like this yeah. or this quickly. Well, that, a lot of kids as well get it just I remember googling about it because I didn't understand but it was like from their grandparents kissing them on the face so like mo- yeah. a lot of people have it yeah, just sharing, from like being sharing glasses when you, off your mom you know it's yeah. very easy to get well that's mostly why we stopped like letting people just kiss babies because literally that's how cold sores were spreading so much it was like young children kissing on the lips with like adults well, there you go. So I guess that if people, people should be nearly like, yeah, I guess if you have it. So if you're with someone who already had a cold sore, then you're both cancel each other out. Well, I'm so fucking confused. STDs confuse me so much. <laughs> I, t- I tell you, it, it triggers her anxiety. <laughs> I'm, al- I'm already convinced I have liver disease, lads. Oh, man. I'm because sorry, I got... I was Katie, I gotta go. Katie, before you okay. go, I actually have to go. I was also bringing that up about the amount of time because I, I, I actually. Have okay, to we go, should man. go. But thank you, Eric. But, no, but let me go. Let me go, and you, you wrap it up with Erica. I'm just gonna go. Okay, and then I'll so I, I, I let, yeah, yeah. You, you send me the. Oh, you guys, you guys sign off properly. I'm rushing off, Erica. You switch lo- me lo- to host. Love me, so that- lovely to meet you. Switch. Oh, so, oh, I gotta. Oh, make I can just Katie leave. Host. Oh, no, it make I, me I host. Know, I don't know. Okay, hold. It's fine. We'll just, no, yeah. no, I'll make you host because these things are good to know. Sweet. Okay, great. You're the host. Okay, great. Well, <laughs> it has gone too long anyway. It's an hour and 20 minutes, so we'll wrap it up. I was just saying I was convinced from all the alcohol. I was, I was also taking tablets that I wasn't meant to drink alcohol with. And then I've been having nightmares now that I have liver disease uh, because I saw like I have a rash on my arm and it said if you have a rash, it could be hepatitis C. So now I'm convinced I have liver disease. Oh, man. (laughs) Which I don't. I'm sure I don't. This is just I'm convinced I have. I went to a doctor once convinced I had herpes as well, but I was actually allergic reaction to soap. That's happened before people like have an allergic reaction to latex. Yeah. And it'll just be so irritated that they're like freaked out that they have an STD or, you know, have herpes or something else. And then the doctor's like, actually, you're allergic to latex. <laughs> it's good that whoop, I just dropped my cup. Um, it's good that you're saying this anyway. I know briefly at the end, but because oh, okay. it is good to like normalize it, because I've had one time I ha- we had a girl on the podcast talk about having herpes. And my friend was like, oh, like, why would she like openly talk about that? That's so disgusting. And he like has cold sores all the time. And I was like, oh, you don't realize that that's the same. And he was like, no, I had no idea. So it is good to be like, well, actually, yeah, you know. And like she said, it's just a fucking skin condition. Yeah, that's, I mean, literally, that's all it is. It's like, it's similar to eczema. Of like, it's a skin condition that you might have to deal with sometimes, but it really doesn't affect your health whatsoever. Like, if yeah. anything, I'm like, kind of like, I'd rather have it on my vagina than on my face. <laughs> of, like, if you were to get outbreaks, because I'm like, man, how annoying would that be to like constantly have cold sores? I'm like, that sucks. To, like, yeah, yeah. And also, I'm saying that because I basically don't have outbreaks <laughs> on my vagina. If I did, maybe I'd feel differently. Like, actually, they're more of a pain. But, you know, uh, yeah, Yeah. it's like that's the big thing I tell people. I'm like, yeah, if you have if you get cold sores, you technically have herpes. So it's like everybody kind of already has it and it shouldn't be this big, scary thing. But I know that it sucks. You feel very alone. (laughs) Well, of course. And the thing is, as well, because anything with your vagina or your dick or your bits, people just don't talk about it. So it's just like, (gasps) like, and we're always just freaking out. And already because there's already like 
where it's you know your face everybody sees no one sees your bits so you're already like is my pube hair okay is does my vagina look normal is my dick size okay so you add in any other fucking variable and you're like oh this is it i'm just can't deal with it because we don't talk about it like so yeah we're all great we should let you go um shoot or shoot what's your podcast Shooters Shooters gotta shoot? Shoot is the podcast <laughs> i'm so dyslexic and if you're dyslexic it's really hard <laughs> um and at erica spera oh no it's not it's at spera uh sperica but if you search erica spera you'll find me and sperica is s-p-e-r-i-c-a-a okay great i'm gonna end this all right thanks thanks for having me for a second hold up what was that boring no flavor that was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week kiki palmer here and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free hello fresh jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. now that's music to my mouth hello fresh let's get this dinner party started discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com planning for your next trip elevate your travel style with quince quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway like european linen premium luggage options buttery soft italian leather bags and so much more and is all priced at 50 to 80 percent less than similar brands plus quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.